Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to listen to Jesus. But the Pharisees and scribes began to complain, saying, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So to them, Jesus addressed this parable. A man had two sons, and the younger son said to his father, Father, give me the share of your estate that should come to me. So the father divided the property between them. After a few days, the younger son collected all his belongings and set off to a distant country, where he squandered his inheritance on a life of dissipation. When he had freely spent everything, a severe famine struck that country, and he found himself in dire need. So he hired himself out to one of the local citizens, who sent him to his farm to tend the swine. And he longed to to eat his fill of the pods on which the swine fed, but nobody gave him any. Coming to his senses, he thought, how many of my father's hired workers have more than enough to eat. Here am I, dying from hunger. I shall get up and go to my father, and I shall say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. Treat me as you would treat one of your hired workers. So he got up and went back to his father. While he was still a long way off, his father caught sight of him and was filled with compassion. He ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. But his father ordered his servants, Quickly, bring the finest robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Take the fattened calf and slaughter it. Then let us celebrate with a feast, because the son of mine was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. Then the celebration began. Now the oldest son had been been out in the field, and on his way back, as he neared the house, he heard the sound of music and dancing. He called one of the servants and asked what this might mean. The servant said to him, Your brother has returned, and your father has slaughtered the fattened calf, because he has him back safe and sound. He became angry, and when he refused to enter the house, his father came out, and pleaded with him. He said to his father in reply, Look, all these years I have served you, and not once did I disobey your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat to feast on with my friends. But when your son returns, who swallowed up your property with prostitutes, for him you slaughtered the fattened calf. He said to him, My son, you are here with me always. Everything I have is yours. But now we must celebrate and rejoice, because your brother was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. The Gospel of the Lord. The first reading prophet speaks about what God had done for his people 
all the signs that they had seen. And then he speaks of God as the one who removes guilt, pardons sins, the people can come back to him once again, who, do, who does not persist in anger forever, but delights rather in clemency. You will show faithfulness to Jacob and grace to Abraham. You will cast into the depths of the sea all our sins. And then to the parable that we all know so well, the parable of the prodigal son or the, the loving and forgiving father. It's the father is the hero of this. We will have this gospel a week from Sunday, I believe, again. We are all familiar with it. We've thought about it many times. I'm not going to go through it this morning at great length, but I would simply point out a a couple of things. First of all, the son has gone off to a distant country. We don't often think when we sin that we we go into another country. It's no longer God's country we are living in. We are living in a distant country and a hostile country, too. And there he finds himself all of a sudden alone and desolate. What seemed like a joyful place to be is now empty and, and, and lonely. And so he goes, decides to return to his father, but he decides to do that for rather, rather unworthy motives. Not out of love for his father, but because he wants what his father has. Even the father's servants live better than he does. So he does. The father doesn't really even ask him for his motives. The father is the one who sees him before the son sees the father and goes out to him. God is always coming to us before we come to him, even though we think it might be our idea. He is always reaching out to us. And so the son is welcomed back in a way he never imagined to the country he should never have left in the first place. The elder brother is common enough. He thinks that this son should receive nothing because of the way he's lived. He doesn't understand the value of the son to the father. So, you and I then have come here. We have returned. In a sense, whenever we come to Mass, we're returning home. Of course, whenever we go to confession, we are too. When we come to Mass in particular, we have come home because we come to the Son who reveals the Father to us. And we then are secure in the house that we were always meant to be in. Let us pray. Those Alina Crin, whom this Mass is being offered, let us pray to the Lord. For the Church throughout the world, that her members will always remain faithful to the grace of, that they have received in baptism and the grace of the sacraments, especially of the Church suffering, the Church in our own country, we pray to the Lord. For our nation, for all nations, we will know true repentance and conversion for all those running for public office and for the peace that comes only from God and from his church, we pray to the Lord. For all those who are sick and suffering, 
that they will know the love of the Father in their suffering, for those who suffer from spiritual and mental illness, for those who are greatly tempted, for those who have wandered from the light, that they may find it. We pray to the Lord. For greater respect for human life, we pray to the Lord. For an increase in vocations to priesthood and the consecrated life. For those, for those young men and women who will be visible signs of God's kingdom, calling people back to their home. For greater reverence for marriage, parenthood, and the family, we pray to the Lord. Lord for our bishop, priests, deacons, and seminarians, for the American hierarchy, that they will be always calling people back to God and welcoming them when they come. We pray to the Lord. For the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, for those who have died on the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster, eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May they rest in peace. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. And for all of us, that we will never leave the Father's house and will always return to him if we have, we pray to the Lord. We now join our prayers to those of the Mother of Sorrows as we say, Hail Mary, full of grace. Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is 